Hello once again, Nerd Dads. We're back for our third now episode of the Nerd Dads podcast. I'm here with my man Greg. What's up, dude? What up? I think we should call this the third, the third, third Nerd Dad. The third Nerd Dad. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it, dude. Uh, as is, uh, well, as Easter is right around the corner, it's only uh, natural that we do an Easter egg episode. Uh, lead us in here. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's just jump right in it. Let's because, jump right in. Uh, you know, people have loved references for their whole life. You know, it, it, this is even beyond like film and, and video games. You know, people reference things, uh, old, old Renaissance artists and stuff back in the day, you know, through references and stuff. So, uh, the art form that is video games and media and, and movies and stuff has also carried that spirit. And, uh, and, you know, there's some examples, uh, I think Shane, you've got some examples from some games and a movie or from a game and a movie. And I've got some games that I grew up with that I know of Easter eggs personally, and just the, uh, just the kind of cool lore and stuff that's behind those. Without a doubt. And some of those things, uh, allude to what the creators of that content thought was super cool. Uh, I'm going to get, I'm going to uh, get us started here. One game that I've played, uh, I found it within the first week of its release in 2009, and I was at the midnight release of the next two games, okay, has been Borderlands. Borderlands, this um, um, came out- The looter two, shooter. The looter shooter, man, full of Easter eggs. You could say it's even uh, a major part of the game. There's a couple creatures, okay, in Borderlands 2 that you fight. Um, and I didn't even realize, I guess through the first game, I saw a couple pop culture culture references, but it really turned on heavy in Borderlands 2. Uh, for instance, you come across two creatures, okay? It's like these wild uh, creatures you have to fight. It's like a mini boss fight. Just out in the world. Out in the world okay. named Pomone and Tumba, <laughs> which of course is a nod to Timon and Pumbaa from Lion King. But also, okay, there's... Four escaped lab experiments that are teenagers like crossed with animals in this like this like a lab experience. Right, so, uh, yeah, you can kind of see where this is going. Um, they look like the Ninja Turtles. Oh, cool! Yeah, but they're yeah. rats. So like then it goes to like what? Okay, obviously there's a Master Splinter thing going on here. So um, you can hit some switches like in a certain room after you take out the four Ninja Turtle quote um, nods to Ninja Turtles. Master Flinter appears. Nice. Master nice. Flinter appears. So you take him out. Uh, there's the uh, there's a secret like wall. Okay, so you're going through Borderlands Two as well. Okay, there's a secret wall. Like you're going jumping across this cliff, just like maybe you complete. And it's said right in the game where like you completed a couple of uh, side missions, and there's like kind of a dead time that that leaves you in this certain space in the game where you're jumping along this cliff, and then there's just in the side of the wall, there's some Minecraft blocks in the middle of Borderlands 2. And so you can melee them. It says, hey, you want to melee this block? So you melee it, and then you go into a little room. Uh, you can fight creepers from Minecraft 2. And, of course, as is customary with, with Borderlands, you get a, a special weapon drop called the Blockhead. Okay. Uh, so they didn't call him Sleeper or anything they like that? They didn't call him Sleeper. Oh, okay. They just went right with him. Okay. Um, so, uh, and then there's a sniper rifle in Borderlands 3 called the Krakatoa. One of my favorite, one of my favorite Easter eggs in Borderlands. Uh, it's a sniper rifle. It's a reference to the episode of SpongeBob where all SpongeBob's friends have a superpower. And then Squidward's superpower is he's like the magma guy. 
And then when he like when his magma comes out of his head, out of his hat, whatever, whatever, sure. it's called. He goes Krakatoa, and so <laughs> it's Krakatoa. a Krakatoa. So it's like a uh, a nod to that episode. How um, funny! And it's a uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a fire elemental sniper rifle. And then even like in the SpongeBob episode, it's like it's the fish guy, right? Mm-hmm. That does this the news. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah I'm with the you. guy. So that voice. That voice. And the guy goes, um, he's like, get him angry and he's bound to erupt. And, you know, so there's like, so there's like that flavor text on the gun, on the gun card. And I got uh, so much better uh, than this because Shane was doing the hand motion, you know, the, the fish on there. It's like a photorealistic fish. That yeah, I can't help it. it. He I was talk doing it hand. with his hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, you know, so for listeners just, at home, yeah. think, or in your car, wherever yeah. you're at. Theater you're of the mind, Shane was doing crab claw hands. First of all, thank you for there. listening. Second of all, I talk with my hands and I can't stop. So Greg, yeah. uh, keep us rolling. Here. Yes, sir. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so that kind of, what I said kind of previously is it gives you a peek into those guys you know what they thought was cool what they thought was important and little homages and nods to things that 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 they had strong beliefs in you know yeah without uh, a doubt. cool stuff you know and then of course uh honor to the uh to the to the different parts of this the pop culture references and things like that um like i said they've been doing this through all different kinds of games and i think uh, I'll just start off with like the one of the first games that really, like I said, I'm a fighting game guy. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Everybody played it. Everybody yes. loved it. Um, so there was a secret battle, and uh, there were these ninjas. So there was a blue ninja, Sub Zero, yellow ninja named Scorpion that you could pick in the game. There was a secret third ninja that uh, this guy that made the game. His name was Ed Boon. And John Tobias was the uh, were the creators of this game, and so they would put little sneaky hints and things as you were going through the game. And if you got to the battle, it was called the bridge, and it has a big spike pit underneath it. You know, you know, it's, ah, and they right. fall and fall into the <laughs> right. spikes. So you got to get two flawless victories back to back, and then unleash a fatality at the end of the second round against the computer. And if you do that, the next fight you'll be down actually in the spike pit, and you'll be fighting a uh, reptile. So then you will actually fight this dude. And it's a uh, it's a green ninja, uh, and he uses both Sub-Zero and Scorpion's moves, plus he's hella fast, so it's not a fun time. That's the one thing about these secret encounters on this Mortal Kombat game. Usually those people were very overpowered, and the computer was very hard, too. So that made you sad. Um, Moving right along, on the other side of it, you know, we talked about the sports before, uh, NBA Jam. So in the uh, the mid-'90s, Midway's classic basketball sim, thrilled arcade dwellers and console owners with its roster of real-life NBA players. So this is, this is the subset. This is what we loved about it. Without NBA a doubt. Game. We talked about this a little bit on our last episode, yes. like how much we love sports games and just like the – it was raw competition. So when you tie in like your favorite – and I'm not going to go off on a sports thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah it's our all good. Favorite, our favorite real-life sports characters – in a game and you had some fantasy and some flying through the air. I'm Very thinking, I'm, cool. I'm waiting. Yeah. And then if you wanted to get deeper into it with certain cheat codes, you could have guys like the Beastie Boys, Bill Clinton, Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat, as we have to mention, <laughs> DJ Jazzy Jeff. Let's go. And the Fresh Prince. So, dude, you could have these dream matches. Uh, you know, let's go ahead and have uh, Al Gore go up against, uh, you know, you know, uh, Michael Jordan. You shout, know, and, shout out to uh, the South Park fans. Yeah, and then and then Bear Pig. Yes, my Bear Pig. And uh, and so you could get. <laughs> so of course that was also the uh, the big head mode. That was a really cool Without code that you could that was do. So much fun. Yeah, yeah, so much fun. Okay, so then uh, we go a little bit further. PlayStation One era. Let's talk about Resident Evil. So uh, so in uh, in the game Resident Evil, there was a trap that was. Uh, 
it had the ceiling coming down and you had to get out of it. And uh, so when you got out of it, um, Barry, which was one of the guys that were your, your friends, the voice acting was not real good back in those days because they started trying to do the live action thing a little bit uh, with a PlayStation. And uh, so Barry's iconic line was, you are almost a Jill sandwich. And uh, I saw this. I swear I saw this online. So this is even better. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to go a little bit deeper. So hold on to that. In the game Dead Rising that came out much later, there is a name of a shop in the mall, and you will find it, and you will get in this. Guess what it's called? It is Jill's Sandwiches. Fantastic. Bingo. Fantastic. Ding, 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 ding. So that's, like I, like we said, you know, we're kind of reiterating the, the theme of these Easter eggs and stuff is these are nods and homages to, exactly. to older games and stuff. And this guy that made Dead Rising, it's, it's also a Capcom game. So there's a link there. Right. And, uh, but you know, that was, that was the thing. Resident Evil 2, we'll, we'll go a little bit faster because I know I think we're almost halfway through this no, episode already and I got these things for all day. Um, <laughs> so Resident Evil 2, you can get a giant piece of tofu to play as. What? And I'm not even kidding. This is and just like your character is your character is a big block of fake meat with a knife. Oh and, my gosh. Uh, and so in order to do that, you beat the game a bunch of times. Um, and on the save unlock on the same file, you unlock it. Um, there's a and B versions of both Leon and Claire's games. You guys have probably seen the remake. If you haven't played the original one on PlayStation that come out recently, um, I believe hunk and tofu are on there as well. So look that up. Um, let's see, moving right along. Let's go into, uh, Metal Gear Solid. So, uh, you guys may remember Hideo Kojima, brilliant dude, really snake. awesome dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, solid snake, not Kurt Russell, totally not Kurt Russell. And, uh, so you fight a boss in there, and his name is Psycho Mantis. And he is a, uh, this super psychic, like, oh, I am so powerful, you know, I float around and hit you with things. And, uh, so there's a little Easter egg there where he says, voiceover people, send us the check. Yes, yeah. Talk to me after the show. Exactly. Um, so anyway, uh, you get into it, and there's a, uh, there's a secret where you can put your controller into the second s- slot and he's like oh no I cannot read your mind and uh, what are you doing and uh, but as a prelude as all good villains do he was doing this uh, this big long mo- monologue thing and he would say I'm so psychic I can read your mind so he does the same thing you know to kind of like the Miss Cleo shaking his hands and shaking who's the father of the baby who's the father of the baby oh you really like her and it would, if you had other games from Konami he would make hints about that. It's like, oh, so you like playing Swinkleden? You like Castlevania? That is and, so uh, red. So, yeah, and it was just really cool that they put that nod into it where they were using the system to actually be able to uh, interface with the player. So it's kind of a cool way, kind of Deadpool-esque, breaking the fourth wall type Right, thing. right, right. right. Um, so, so moving on, let's get into... Uh, so Diablo 2 was a really popular, oh. asymmetric... What's up, PC gamers? Yeah, PC gamers. We're going to do this one for you. So you, you get a... Uh, you get to the Tristram level, where if you played uh, Diablo 1, you know that there's a story behind Tristram, so you're revisiting it. It's in ruins. Um, and you get an item called Wurt's Leg. It's a, a really useless club. It looks like more like a plunger than an actual prosthetic leg, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. And you buy yourself a Tome of Town Portal. You put it in the Haradra Cube in town in the first act, the Rogue Encampment, and it will create a red portal that will take you to the Secret Cow level. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So uh, lots of anthropomorphic cows walking on their legs <laughs> with axes, and it's not a fun time if you're, if you're not what? high level. Yeah, I'm yeah, having yeah. doom flashbacks with those backward-facing knees. And very similar. Weapons. Very okay. similar. Yeah, lots of mooing, lots of death and destruction. If you're not ready for it, don't go to the secret cow level, but that's what that was a cool nod. Uh, so Assassin's Creed is a cool thing. Every named character you kill throughout Assassin's Creed what was a real historical person. 
and the location and year of their death in the series is the same as the location of their death in real life. Of course, you historically know, accurate. Historically yeah. accurate. Okay. It's a nice little nod. Um, don't know how many of them were actually killed by a hooded guy with some knives in his wrists. Exactly. But, you know, that's probably, that probably wasn't a common thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. your disbelief just a little bit. Less. Exactly. To bear witness, okay? Yeah. So, uh, Shane, I think you said you had one about uh, about a film. Okay. So we got some film stuff going on, and I, I wanted to just cover because nerddom to stick with the uh, sort of the mantra of this podcast. See, yeah, we like we uh, nerddom expands so much further than just video games. It's it's all encompassing. It's everywhere. Star Trek, Star Wars. What are you going to do? You know, yeah, it's Dungeons all the, Dragons, you know, yeah, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. Back to tabletop gaming. Um, one from film. This is just something that sticks out to me as as popular as as Marvel is nowadays. In the first Iron Man, one of the Easter eggs that stuck out to me so big time, like getting ready for this for this episode of the podcast, is when Pepper Potts comes in uh, on him while he's working on it, and it's kind of secretive at the time, you know. And then on the table is Captain America's shield. Get out of town! Okay. I didn't even so notice see, that. Okay, yeah. So that's a whole thing. It actually came back in Iron Man Two, but it was the guy from uh, Agents of Shield. That guy. That's it. But he's actually holding a piece of Captain America's shield. Uh, moving on. This one, I saved this one till the end. And this is this is kind of like you got to bear with me. This is a whole like this is next level thinking type stuff. From big brain, big brain. This is big here. brain stuff. This yeah. is big brain stuff. A subtle one. But the key to the whole of what went wrong in the original Jurassic Park movie, when Sam Neill's Dr. Grant character, okay, so Dr. Grant's on the helicopter, he's given a seatbelt, has two wrong female connectors, as in it's not the male end that clips into the female end, it's two wrong female connectors. He tries to get them to go together. Um, He can't get them to go together. So he just ties him in a circle. He found a way. And life always finds a way. Which uh, is echoes the life finds a way from Dr. Malcolm. Yeah. He said, even though every dinosaur in the park was female, that was foreshadowing. A little foreshadowing Easter egg to That's life cool. finds a way. That's Unbelievable yeah. stuff. Uh, there's just, I mean, we've only got like 15 minutes in this podcast. Sure. I but there's hope, Easter eggs forever. I mean, I mean, we could go on forever. Every this is just a small, this yeah. is just what's standing out to us as professional, we're professionals, <laughs> professional nerd dads here on this yeah. podcast. Third episode, man. Yeah, um, we're third, I mean, we're going to have to, we're, maybe a bonus episode in the future. We're going to have to maybe do this because there's just, there's too many Easter eggs sure. in games and movies and, and, I mean, it's, there's just too many to even start to dig into. These are just sort of our highlights. So uh, we want to hear from you guys, too. If yeah. you guys have an Easter egg that really, you know, uh, really touched you and really affected you and, and that made you have a, a little appreciation for, you know what? That guy was was listening to me. You know, Without yeah. a doubt, we would love to mention that. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and just put my stamp of approval on a bonus Easter egg episode coming in the future. This is too good. It's just too good. There's just too many of them. So um, let's get some it, listener comments on some Easter eggs like that. Let's talk about that, and uh, let's see. Let's see what you guys can come up with. I 100%. If you guys are listening on Spotify, if you're listening on the uh, shared link to our social media, or just listening right on theoffbeattimes.com, 
we appreciate you so greatly. Uh, just our our nod to you, our listeners, the same thing that um, I guess creators of content like um, like uh, video games and like movies alike, they understand they're on the same level as their consumers, as their listeners and their yeah. watchers. So they're they nerds wanna, too. Exactly. They're nerds too. They want to give back to the people that are consuming it. Uh, for my man, Greg Holbert. Thanks for joining me again, dude. Oh, always a pleasure. Like you said earlier, you know, this is kind of the, the highlight of our, of our month, you know. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. yeah. So, so when, good. you know, we'll, uh, we'll definitely keep doing this. Uh, we love it and, uh, we hope you guys love it too. And we hope you guys like to listen and, uh, yeah, man, we just appreciate everybody, uh, for listening and, uh, for giving us the good feedback. And uh, leave us some little Easter eggs on like the Facebook page, or like I said, in some little some little corner of the comment section or whatever. We love coming through that stuff. We love seeing people's uh, reactions to us, and we love uh, we love you guys. And uh, shout out to the fellow nerd dads that are doing it. Stay nerdy. We appreciate you guys. Stay nerdy for sure. Of the eighty, almost a hundred listeners monthly to the Nerd Dad Podcast, we see you out there, and. Uh, Here's to another episode. Okay, and as of our next Nerd Dads episode, um, I'm telling you, we know a guy from here in the Arkansas River Valley that is an expert on all things Star Wars and Star Wars lore, Greg, yeah? Yeah, for sure. It has to have the highest midichlorian count in the River Valley, bar if, none. If you know, you know. You know Stay yeah. tuned for the next episode coming up around May 4th, the May the 4th Be With You Day, uh, which is actually, speaking of the dad parts of this podcast, my wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations. May the 4th. Thank you yes. very much. 16 years. My wonderful wife. On the airing of the next episode, a very Star Wars specific episode of the Nerd Dad podcast. Don't forget to check out our website at theoffbeattimes.com. And if you like what we're doing, please consider backing us on Patreon so we can continue doing it. Oh.